Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey. Welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. I am Jim Manfredonia, and as always, a great joy it is being here with you on these Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, live at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on our domestic church media family of stations and all other platforms. Although today, again, no video today, um, uh, but we'll be back on video tomorrow, I believe. So <laughs> anyway, if you're searching on YouTube or Facebook, for video, no video today, uh, but certainly coming to you live on all of our audio platforms, our four stations here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And again, you know, if you are a listener to 1260 AM, or you know anybody who is or was, let them know that our brand new transmitter is fired up. We're up and running full power with a brand new processor, and so all of that means a much improved signal on 1260 AM, stronger signal, especially in our fringe areas. So, uh, you know, that's that's good news. That's that's great news. Uh, the, the unfortunate news is, is that in about 45 minutes, we have to reduce power <laughs> because the sun sets so early and uh, we'll be uh, reducing power uh, at sunset. And um, by FCC uh, regulations, we have to do that. Uh, so... That cuts back on the on the strength of the signal. But we're, we're all, and and you know when that happens, or even before it happens, you can always listen on uh, streaming audio on our free mobile app, on Amazon uh, Echo or Google Home devices. Power doesn't reduce on any of those. So you can listen loud and clear. And you know I have one of those um, Amazon Echo Auto devices in my car. Paid about fifty bucks for it. It's about uh, the size of a credit card, a little bit thicker than a credit card, but about the size of a credit card. And you plug it into your USB port, and it goes on your Wi-Fi in your car and uses the data off your phone, very little, to stream live radio. So And it comes through your speakers uh, like an FM station. So <laughs> times they are changing, and uh, technology is changing. And you know, I've been praying, praying, praying about a lot of things that domestic church media has to be looking at at this point to stay on the cutting edge of technology so we can continue to, continue to bring you uh, these beautiful uh, broadcasts through our affiliation with EWTN, proclaiming the joy of the gospel here on domestic church media. So I'm so happy you're here, my friends, taking some time out of your day. A dreary day, uh, rainy and a little, still a little warm, but... Uh, Typical November, right? You know, the leaves are all getting washed off the trees. You find more leaves on the ground. and It's one of those days where I, I, I like to just kind of sit and reflect. And so what I'm going to do, first of all, we're going to pray, of course, and then I'm going to share with you some of our Holy Father's uh, general audience from Rome today. Of course, he's continuing his catechesis on prayer. And then I have in my uh, files of stuff... 
things that I pick up along the way over these many years I've been doing Catholic radio and writings, just writings uh, by all types of people, you know, some of our holy people, uh, uh, saints and fathers of the church and things, but then secular writings that are very touching and very thought-provoking. And, you know, we find ourselves these days, I know I am, and I probably shouldn't be as as glued <laughs> to uh, the cable news at night. You know, there's just so much going on in our world, so much happening uh, since the election last week. Nothing has been officially declared. I know the news media have uh, claimed a victor in, in the presidential election, but there's been no official um, uh, announcement made. Uh, the, the President uh, Trump has not yet conceded. Uh, there's going to be a recount now in Georgia. He's getting closer in Arizona, uh, hearing about all kinds of crazy shenanigans going on in Pennsylvania and Michigan. The, with the, And I say that based on over 200 and some people who have signed affidavits under uh law is saying that they can verify these things. So anyway, I, I, there's just so much going on, and that's why we're still praying for our country, and we'll continue to pray for our country until an official uh, announcement is made regarding who the winner of the election uh, is. But given all that, you know, we can find ourselves getting a lot, a little, a little up, up, uh, up in arms and tense and anxious and but, you know, all of this will pass. God is in control. Jesus Christ is Lord. And uh, we live our lives, you know. We're, and, and so I want to share with you some writings about life, <laughs> about living life. And uh, the second part of the program, and just it will invite you to just kind of sit back and listen to some words that I share with you. They're not my words. They're words written by other people. In fact, one of them, I believe, is anonymous, which I always think is is beautiful because you think that probably just dropped right out of heaven. Um, just to reflect on life and just to reflect on the important things in life. The really, really, really. Now, this election is important. We need to be concerned about that as citizens of this country. But way beyond our citizenship here is our ultimate citizenship in heaven and our 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 our, our, our time here on earth. And what are we doing? And what what are we how are we prioritizing in our lives? So I'll do that a little later on. Let's let's first pray, though, my friends. And again, wherever you are, I invite you to raise up your special prayer intentions and uh, share them with me and all of our radio family. You know, we do hear from people. Again, it used to just be our our radio stations and the the uh, terrestrial listeners uh, within our uh, radio station uh, listening areas. Now, of course, with technology, we go around the world, and we do hear from people from other parts of the world. I see people who have downloaded our app and on, on every continent. Uh, multiple people on every continent have downloaded our app except for Antarctica. So people could be listening in the far corners of the world, and they do. I know they do. I see uh, from where they're listening. I don't know who they are, but they're listening. <laughs> so uh, what a wonderful uh, opportunity this is for us to come together in prayer and whatever those special prayer intentions are that you have, to raise them up together as brothers and sisters in the Lord. We are all children of God. We are all members of this mystical body of Christ coming together to share in prayer. So let's pray with and for each other. We're going to pray for our country. I'll ask you, my brothers and sisters, please, really, really hard now, start praying for domestic church media because we're approaching 
our Radiothon 2020. That'll be December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Uh, just about, I guess, about three weeks from today, right? Is that right? Today is the, the 11th, I would imagine. How fast is this time going? Uh, Thanksgiving is just around the corner. And a matter of fact, I noticed uh, last night when I was leaving and uh, this morning when I came in, we seem to have a number of wild turkeys now on the property. So anybody who's looking for a free Thanksgiving dinner, come on over. <laughs> They're fresh. <laughs> if you can catch them, you can have them. Uh, but time is uh, f- flying by so fast. And uh, we're in it together, my friends. Let's begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, our Father in heaven who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate, in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our Mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, the sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our Mother, Patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and to the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And we'll pray our prayers to St. Michael the Archangel and also the uh, Subtum Presidium prayer to our Blessed Mother. Holy Father, Pope Francis asks us to pray these prayers every day, every single day, with the specific intention of praying that the Church is protected from the attacks of the devil And we've also added to that to protect our country from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. And let's today remember all our veterans, my brothers and sisters, on this Veterans Day, uh, both living and deceased, those men and women who fought for our freedoms. And uh, especially, you know, I always think of the greatest generation, my my dad's generation. My dad was in the Navy during the Second World War, and uh, he and so many 
who fought valiantly in both uh, the Atlantic and the Pacific, Europe and Japan, uh, fighting for our freedom, the freedom that we all maybe sometimes take for granted. So we remember all of our veterans. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And uh, as always, my dear friends, I thank you for praying, for being here with me, and remind you that uh, this coming Monday already is the third Monday in November, and that means Bruce Tobacco will be here for Come to the Throne, his uh, wonderful hour of prayer, and uh, that all starts at 3 o'clock on Monday, so um, if you have prayer requests, please send them our way. Uh, you can always email our special uh, email address we have created for this purpose. Just send your requests, your prayer requests, and intentions to pray at domesticchurchmedia.org. That's pray at domesticchurchmedia.org. And as we get closer to Monday, on Monday, we'll, of course, open the phones and invite you to call in and pray with Bruce, but also have our uh, our uh, text prayer line set up so you can text us your prayer requests and uh, hopefully you'll call in and pray with Bruce. That's this coming Monday, uh, 3 o'clock, live right here on these domestic church media stations. And also, speaking of Bruce, Bruce will join me and Cheryl here behind the microphones uh, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for our Radiothon 2020, which we, you know, we had postponed usually held in the spring, and we do count on this Radiothon every year as the source of between 40 and 45% of our annual operating budget. Without having it this past spring, we have fallen into very serious financial deficits here. So uh, we are going to have the Radiothon December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And I ask you now, please begin to pray and ask the Holy Spirit how, how he would have you support this work during those three days because we do, do need you very badly. And uh, we can't do any of this without your support. You know, you, we, don't have, we don't sell commercial time like regular radio stations do, commercial radio stations. We're nonprofit. Uh, so we count on the generosity of our family of listeners and viewers to support us with your, your donation dollars. And the Radiothon is a major, our major fundraiser of the year. And if certainly we didn't want to have it in the spring, right in the thick of the pandemic. Uh, you all had many, many other more important things on your mind at the time. So we didn't want to, to bother you with that. But we do have to come to you uh, before the year is out and ask you please to open your hearts uh, to how the Lord may be asking you to support this work financially. Whatever you can do, no amount is too small, no amount is too great. But do join us December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. I'll be here with Bruce DeBacco. Cheryl will be on occasionally with me, and uh, we'll be having our Radiothon 2020 uh, for three days. And we don't preempt all of our program for three days. You know, we come in and out. We let, let most of our programs air uh, as they normally do and just come in and out and share with you. We have uh, uh, um, a number of matching gifts. Uh, so pe- people already generously have donated that we can use and your your gifts uh, the first $56,000 raised will be will be uh, matched dollar for dollar which means that if you can you know if, hey listen day 1 we come on the air at 7 o'clock if you have a gift of $5,000 that will automatically become $10,000 right away if you have a gift of $1,000 it automatically becomes $2,000 right away 
The first $56,000 will be matched dollar for dollar through the generosity of our benefactors. So we're praying this will be the best Radiothon ever, beating last year, which last year was the best one to, to date. And I think we raised about $166,000 last year. I'd love to get to $200,000 this year or more. And it is certainly is during the season of giving in December. Uh, and uh, we pray that our family will come come out and share and, and, and be generous with us. We really, really pray for that. December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Mark your calendar. Uh, this morning, Holy Father Pope Francis uh, had his general audience. Of course, now with the spikes in the COVID virus again occurring in Europe, he has returned back inside. He had been out in, in, from his uh, in St. Peter's Square, but that's now stopped because of uh, the spikes in the virus. So he's back inside. But he continued his uh, catechesis on prayer, which he began actually in May. And the Christian, he took a hiatus during the summer. Um, and he noted that someone had told him that he was speaking too much about the topic and it was not necessary. And, and Holy Father said, oh, yes, it is necessary because if we don't pray, we won't have the strength to move forward in life. He said, prayer is like oxygen, the oxygen of life. Prayer draws down on us the Holy Spirit's present presence who always leads us forward. That is why I talk a lot about prayer. And you know, my brothers and sisters, prayer is such an important part of, of our lives, and it should be. And it's not all formal prayer. Formal prayer is great, because this is my teaching, not the Holy Father, but prayer is not all formal teaching. I know I've, I've shared with you, I, uh, you know, when, I was, when I was a senior in high school last century, up at St. Peter's High School in New Brunswick, which is now closed, um, our senior class play in 1973 was Fiddler on the Roof, and I was blessed to have the lead role of Tevye, the dairyman. And I was always impressed with how Tevye, he was constantly in communication with God, but not through formal prayer. There were those times that he had that, you know, being of the Jewish faith, but he also would just have conversation with God. <laughs> You know, he would just talk to God from his heart. That's prayer, right? Well, Holy Father said prayer is the oxygen of our life because that draws down on us the Holy Spirit's presence who always leads us forward. And the Holy Father then reflected uh, um, in his address. Oops, there it goes. Now we're seeing. <laughs> I'm working from a laptop here, and sometimes. I think the devil gets in the works here and starts playing around with it. The Holy Father reflected in his address on Jesus' example of constant prayer, saying that it offered a model for all believers. He highlighted three parables in the Gospel of Luke that underlined the importance of tireless prayer. Uh, first of all, the parable of the important neighbor from Luke 11, the parable of the persistent widow, and the parable of the Pharisee and publican. He said that the parables taught us, respectively, the importance of tenacity, perseverance, and humility in prayer. Pope Francis said the teaching from the gospel is clear. We need to pray always, even when everything seems in vain. When God appears to be deaf and mute, and it seems we are wasting time. You know, we're in a situation right now, as I said earlier, and as you know, I don't care what the media says. 
who they declare to have won the presidential election. It's not official. They may say that. They may say that uh, Mr. Biden has, you know, all, all indications are pointing toward a victory, but it's not official yet. A lot of prayers being raised up uh, by people who supported President Trump, saying, wait a minute, we're going to keep praying. I'm going to be persistent uh, in my prayer. I'm going to keep knocking at the door. Uh, I'm going to uh, be humble in my prayer and tenacious. And Holy Father said that, you know, we need to do that. The gospel teaches us even when everything seems in vain, even when God appears to be deaf and mute, and it seems like he's not even listening to us. Pope Francis said, even if heaven is overshadowed, the Christian does not stop praying. A Christian's prayer keeps stride with his or her faith. There are many days of our life, the Holy Father taught, when faith seems to be an illusion, a sterile exertion. There are moments of darkness in our life, and in those moments, faith may seem to be an illusion. But the practice of prayer means accepting even this exertion. And the Holy Father then recalled that even many saints experienced God's silence in prayer, but nevertheless persevered. How many times, my friends, have you found yourself in that position where it's just, I'm going to pray, but I don't even feel it? You know, I, I, we, we have these, these incredible ups and downs, peaks and valleys in our spirituality, don't we? where there are times we just feel like we're just on top of our spiritual game. You know, everything we do is right on. And I'm being uh, just feeling the, 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 the presence of God in my life in, in so many ways. And I, I, I'm, I'm communicating with him on a, on a personal basis and, and encountering him like never before. And then there are those times where we feel like we're out in the middle of nowhere and he's nowhere to be found. We're out on an island and we're calling out, God, where are you? From whence will my help come, the psalm says. I go to the mountaintop. From where will my help come? And Holy Father said, even then, even in those times, just like so many saints, if not all of them, we experience God's silence in our prayer. You know, I I was thinking about this the other day. The older I get, the more I tend to reminisce a lot in my own, in my own uh, contemplation. And I was thinking about uh, the beautiful life that God has blessed me with. You know, as I said, we, uh, we had the wonderful opportunity on Monday to spend a little time with our three grandchildren, our, our daughter and beautiful, uh, our, sorry, our son and beautiful daughter-in-law and our three grandchildren. Uh, and, uh, Still, you know, remaining at a distance, wearing the mask is still still not quite the same, but at least you can be in their presence. But what a beautiful life God has blessed us with. You know, we have three wonderful adult children, two beautiful daughters-in-law, three lovely and beautiful grandchildren. And I was thinking about that the other day. Cheryl and I will be celebrating our 35th wedding anniversary in December, December 28th, the Feast of Holy Innocence. And that was 1985. Well, I remember very vividly, I was thinking about a dear friend of mine who passed away. Her name was Mary Alice, a great friend. 
and uh, she was married, and, and uh, I was very friendly with her and then her, eventually her husband. And it was Christmas Eve of 1984, and I was had just turned 30 years old the day before. I didn't have a girlfriend, didn't have <laughs> had no, and I knew I, I was really feeling like I was being called to, to, to marriage and, and family life. And it was Christmas Eve, and I loved Christmas, but I was so depressed, so depressed. And I remember praying to God and saying, why am I having to wait so long? I, you know I'd be a good husband, I'd be a good father, and I was just so upset, just in the, just in, in the, uh, what I always loved to, you know, Christmas Eve was always one of my favorite nights of the year, but I was so down, so, and I was putting on Sinatra, singing, have yourself a merry little Christmas, oh, <laughs> just making it, <laughs> creating a real depressed environment, you know, and I was thinking that was Christmas Eve of 1984, and how down, and calling out to God, and just hearing his silence. Nothing. And one year later, one year, just one year later, I was four days away from my wedding. Our prayers are always answered. Our prayers are always answered. It may not always be when we want them to be answered. It may not always be how we want them to be answered, but God will always answer a prayer. He hears every single prayer and answers it. And Holy Father today said that this is why Jesus was not simply a teacher of prayer. He's more. He welcomes us in his prayer so that we might pray in him and through him. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit. For this reason, the gospel invites us to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. He says it is Christ that this stupendous prayer is fulfilled, and in him it finds complete truth. Without Jesus, our prayers, uh, our prayer risks being reduced to human effort, destined most of the time to failure, but he has taken on himself every cry, every groan, every jubilation, every supplication, every human prayer. And the Holy Father said, and let us not forget that the Holy Spirit prays in us. It is he who leads us to pray, who leads us to Jesus. He is the gift that the Father and the Son give us to, to foster an encounter with God. And when we pray, it is the Holy Spirit who prays in our hearts. And so, in this teaching... You know, right now we're all we all pray. I know that listen, you're listening to Catholic radio. I know you are prayerful people, <laughs> or you wouldn't be here. But you know, maybe some of you just happen to find us too. That happens all the time. You know, I was searching up and down the aisles or I was looking online and found you and began to listen. You know, and the Lord works through this apostolate. I say that in all humility. But I'm sure you're all prayerful people. We're all praying for something, many things, right? I have a little prayer at my, my breakfast area there where I sit down for breakfast every morning, a little prayer, a father's prayer for protection for his family. 
And I found that prayer a number of years ago at a little little pamphlet on St. Joseph. And I, I prayed every day for, for my, just every day, start my day. You know, I, of course, I see Cheryl every day, but if we don't see the, everybody else every day, I just want to pray for them and cover them in prayer, protect them, keep them safe from danger and violence, and keep them spiritually safe. There's a beautiful prayer um, that I, it's actually prayed um, at night prayer. Um, I think the night before, night, night of, a, of a solemnity. And I don't know if I have it real. I have it in my little file here. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful prayer. I, I pray for uh, for our home and our my children's homes. But it's a prayer of protection. And I don't think I have it readily available to me here. But um, let's see real quick. I don't know if I can find it because I would love. I'd love to pray it because it's such a, a beautiful prayer and talking about prayer. Uh, let's see, uh, going down my list here, um, can't find it, uh, I guess I don't have it in here, um, oh, there it is, listen to this prayer, it's a, it's a beautiful prayer, Lord, we beg you to visit this house and banish from it all the deadly power of the enemy, may your holy angels dwell here to keep us in peace, and may your blessing be upon us always. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. It's from Night Prayer 2, I believe, uh, uh, on a solemnity. So you can find it. But it's beautiful. And I always kind of adjust a little bit. Lord, we, I beg you to visit this house and the homes of my children. Banish these homes from all deadly power of the enemy. May your holy angels dwell with us, keep us in peace, and may your blessing be upon us always. And just pray for that protection for Prayer is so powerful and so important. So thank you, Holy Father, on prayer. We're going to come back. Oh, we're just going to reflect. I'm going to share some writings with you. Just to, It's a dreary day, a, a contemplative day, and let, let's meditate on the important things of life. Hmm? Don't go away. Be right back. St. Paul Street Evangelization supports hundreds of teams of evangelists sharing the good news. But did you know that some of these teams are public prayer stations? Set up a sign on the sidewalk and offer prayer and encouragement to those you encounter. Everyone needs prayer. Try this new method of witnessing to Jesus. Contact St. Paul Street Evangelization to get started at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's gospel, 
Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations. Sixty seconds with Mother Angelica. We have to think the way God thinks. See? If I hate my brother, that's not how God thinks. If you lie or cheat, it's not how God is. If you have a hot temper, if you're proud, arrogant, if you find it hard to forgive and forget, it's not like God. So what does that mean? It means you're not acting like God. You know, it's foolish to think that you're going to die and pop boom, right into heaven when you hate half the people there. <laughs> you know, you stay hell, you still hate your mother-in-law, you still hate, may she rest in peace, but you hope she doesn't. <laughs> All these people you don't even like. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go to goodshop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit goodshop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's goodshop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. Goodshop.com. From Langhorne to Lake Como. Holmdel to Howell. Freehold to Fort Dix. Ringo's to Roosevelt. From Old Bridge to Oceanport. Red Bank to Rocky Hill. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. Welcome back on this November 11th, Veterans Day 2020. And in case you're looking, there is no video today. Cameras are turned off <laughs> for good reason. Now we'll be back tomorrow on video. Right now we uh, just the old-fashioned radio. None of the, and that was the those were the days, you know. I, I remember, I guess a couple of years ago, I was over at the... Uh, cathedral here in Trenton going to, to a noon mass. I was coming out of mass and a uh, young man stopped me and said, hey, aren't you Jim Manfredonia? And I said, mm, how do you know? <laughs> and he said, I watch you on, uh, on uh, YouTube, Facebook. In the old days, radio, you wouldn't know what the uh, 
broadcaster looked like. You had to use your imagination unless you saw a picture of him or her. In the old days, you'd be very much incognito on radio. Not anymore since we're doing all this video stuff, but no video today. Sorry about that, in case you're you're upset. I doubt it. Um, Again, friends, don't forget December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, Radiothon 2020 here. Our major fundraiser of the year. Normally we have it in the spring. Didn't have it in the spring because of the virus, but we're going to have it in December. Uh, Just three weeks from today, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, we're going to ask you please to open up your hearts and be generous. End of year giving, uh, for many of you, I'm sure, is required by your financial advisors to find a recipient of your generosity. Uh, And uh, certainly uh, Domestic Church Media is a 501c3 nonprofit charitable organization, so your gift is uh, deductible as allowed by law. And uh, if you are looking for an end-of-year recipient, uh, certainly please prayerfully consider Domestic Church Media, especially during our Radiothon. As I said, the first $56,000 raised in our Radiothon, because we have been pledged, uh, people have pledged matching gifts, the first $56,000 raised will be matched dollar for dollar. So we start 7 a.m. on December 2nd. If you call in with a $25,000 gift, that becomes $50,000 right away in the first hour. <laughs> and I got to tell you, though, your donation dollar goes a long, long way. We are so frugal here. <laughs> I come in the building and the only light on in the entire building for the most of the day are the, is the, are the lights in the chapel. So our Lord's not in the dark. And my office, I have one little lamp on my desk. I turn on the rest of the night. I don't turn any of the other lights on. I keep the heat down in the in the in the uh, in the in the winter, and in the summer, the air is on minimal. Maybe not my office. I, I need that cool, but everything else is. Uh, we we live very frugally here, so your donation dollar goes a long way. But we have bills upon bills upon bills. I was on the. We met with our, our insurance man uh, last week, and he's putting together our policies for 2021. You know, we have to insure this facility, of course, where everything is, but we also have uh, property down in Hamilton. We have a building there with with a, a tower, and we have uh, 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 small housing and our transmitter in, in Freehold. We have Cape May with a transmitter. All kinds of so these things have to be insured. So just that alone is, is not cheap. We have property here in in, in uh, Mercer County that we're, we're, where our main facility is. So that's why we need you. This doesn't just fall out of the sky. The Lord inspires you to donate it to us. So December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, Radiothon 2020. Uh, Bruce DeBacco, Cheryl, and I will be here behind the mics casting the nets and hoping for a big catch to help support this work. Uh, so what I thought was it's 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 rainy out it's 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 dreary you know the the leaves are now pretty much all washed off the trees stark. I used to love days like this just sitting in with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and just kind of contemplating life. And I find I had I had this whole collection of writings that I find along the way. This one is an anonymous writing. No author given. And I always like to think these are these are pretty pretty special because this one is very very touching, especially if you're 
uh, a young parent or a parent in general, but especially a young parent, um, grandparent, someone who's hoping soon to begin a family. You know, we're all concerned about costs, right? What things cost. This is a few years ago, so the numbers may be a little skewed, but but it, it may, you'll get the point. Now, the government recently calculated the cost of raising a child from birth to 18 and came up with $160,140 for a middle-income family. Talk about price shock. That doesn't even touch college tuition, but $160,140 isn't so bad if you break it down. So this is the cost of raising a child from birth to 18, one child. It translates into $8,896.66 a year. That's $741.38 a month, $171.08 a week. And that comes down to a mere $24.24 a day, just over a dollar an hour to raise one child. Still, you might think the best financial advice is don't have children if you want to be rich. Actually, it's just the opposite. So then they break it down, and this, this, these things just touch my heart. So bear with me because I think about my own children. I all grown up big people and my, my beautiful little grandchildren. I'm sure everyone out there who's a parent, grandparent, think the same thing. Listen, listen to this. This is what you get for your $160,000. $140. You get naming rights, first, middle, and last. You get glimpses of God every day. Giggles under the covers every night. More love than your heart can hold. Butterfly kisses and Velcro hugs. Endless wonder over rocks, ants, clouds, and warm cookies a hand to hold, usually covered with jelly or chocolate, a partner for blowing bubbles and flying kites, someone to laugh yourself silly with, no matter what the boss said or how your stocks performed that day. For $160,140, you never have to grow up. You get to finger paint, carve pumpkins, Play hide-and-seek, catch lightning bugs, and never stop believing in Santa Claus. You have an excuse to keep reading the adventures of Piglet and Pooh, watch Saturday morning cartoons, go to Disney movies, and wish on stars. You get to frame rainbows, hearts, and flowers under refrigerator magnets and collect spray-painted noodle wreaths for Christmas, handprints set in clay for Mother's Day, and cards with backward letters for Father's Day. For a mere $24.24 .24 a day, there's no greater bang for your buck. You get to be a hero just for retrieving a Frisbee off the garage roof, taking the training wheels off a bike, removing a splinter, filling a wading pool, coaxing a wad of gum out of bangs, and coaching a baseball team that never wins, but always gets treated to ice cream regardless. 
you get a front row seat in history because you get to witness the first step, first word, first joke, first date, and first time behind the wheel. You get to be immortal. You get another branch added to your family tree. And if you're lucky, a long list of limbs in your obituary called grandchildren and great-grandchildren. You get an education in psychology, nursing, criminal justice, communications, and human sexuality that no college can match. In the eyes of a child, you rank right up there under God. You have all the power to heal a boo-boo, scare away the monsters under the bed, patch a broken heart, police a slumber party, ground them forever, and love them without limits. So one day they will, like you, love without counting the cost. This is quite a deal for the price. Love and enjoy your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. is the best investment you'll ever make. I love that. <laughs> Again, author unknown, so we can't give credit. But, you know, in these days when everything is so tense and everybody's so anxious and, and, and confused and angry, you got to put things in perspective. Put things in perspective. So that was one. Let's see the other one I had here. Um, well, this one I, I think is neat too. This one is I, I sent. <laughs> I sent these things one to my uh, my son and daughter in law. I think after their first baby. But this one's called the last time. The last time. So this is for the, especially the moms out there whose children are all grown up. <laughs> Dads too, but more so the moms. I think. From the moment you hold your baby in your arms, you will never be the same. You might long for the person you were before, when you had freedom and time, and nothing in particular to worry about. You will know tiredness, tiredness like you never knew it before. And days will run into days that are exactly the same. Full of feeding and burping, whining and fighting, naps or lack of naps, it might seem like a never-ending cycle. But don't forget, there's a last time for everything. There will come a time when you feed your baby for the very last time. They will fall asleep on you after a long day, and it will be the last time you ever hold your sleeping child. One day you'll carry them on your hip and set them down and never pick them up that way again. You will scrub their hair in the bath one night, and from that day on, they'll want to bathe alone. You'll hold, they will hold your hand to cross the road, then never reach for it again. They will creep into your room at midnight for cuddles, and it will be the last night you ever wake for this one. One afternoon, you'll sing the wheels on the bus and do all the actions. Then you'll never sing that song again. They will kiss you goodbye at the school gate, 
The next day, they'll ask to walk to the gate alone. You'll read a final bedtime story and wipe your last dirty face. The thing is, you won't even know it's the last time until there are no more times. And even then, it will take you a while to realize. So while you're living in these times, remember there are only so many of them. And when they are gone, you'll yearn for just one more day of them for one last time. Whew, that one's also off the rundown. <laughs> it's so true, though. You know, just seize the moment, the time you have together. You know, in these days of, of, of social distancing and masks and all this stuff we're going through, how much time are we losing? And I'm not saying we shouldn't be following the guidelines But really, what's the most important thing? We can let ourselves get so worked up in the uh, actions of the day and, and the responsibilities and you know in our work and, and our responsibilities outside the home. But look at what we have right here. I think that's one thing maybe the virus and the pandemic may have taught us, right? We're, especially in the early days when we were all locked up <laughs> in the house together. God saying, look, this is who I want you to be with. This is your family. This is the family I give you, the family I put you in. But especially those with children, my friends, they, they oh, my goodness, they grow up so fast, and you never know. Then finally, this one, um, this is, remember Irma Bombeck? She was a, a writer, a columnist. She passed away, and... I think she she died of cancer, but when she was given her diagnosis, she wrote this piece. And here, too, it, it just puts things in perspective. God gives us this time, you know, to live. And what we do with it is such an important responsibility. To never take it for granted. This is what Irma Bombeck wrote when she found out uh, that she had terminal cancer. If I had my life to live over... Someone asked me the other day, if I had my life to live over, would I change anything? My answer was no, but when I thought about it and changed my mind. If I had my life to live over again, I would have waxed less and listened more. Instead of wishing away nine months of pregnancy and complaining about the shadow over my feet, I'd have cherished every minute of it and realized that the wonderment of growing inside me was to be my only chance in life to assist God in a miracle. I would never have insisted the car windows be rolled up on a summer day because my hair had just been teased and sprayed. I would have invited friends over to dinner even if the carpet was stained and the sofa faded. I would have eaten popcorn in the good living room and worried less about the dirt when you lit the fireplace. I would have taken the time to listen to my grandfather ramble about his youth. I would have burnt the pink candle that was sculptured like a rose before it melted while being stored. I would have sat cross-legged on the lawn with my children and never worried about the grass stains. 
I would have cried and laughed less while watching television and more while watching real life. I would have shared more of the responsibility carried by my husband, which I took for granted. I would have eaten less cottage cheese and more ice cream. I would have gone to bed when I was sick instead of pretending the earth would go into a holding pattern if I weren't there for a day. I would never have bought anything just because it was practical, wouldn't show soil, guaranteed to last a lifetime. When my child kissed me impetuously, I would never have said, later, now go get washed up for dinner. There would have been more I love yous, more I'm sorry's, more I'm listening's, but mostly, given another shot at life, I would seize every minute of it, look at it, and really see it, try it on, live it, exhaust it, and never give that minute back until there was nothing left of it. And that's from the late Irma Bombeck, who wrote that when she found out she had uh, terminal cancer. You know, my friends, this time of year, as I said yesterday on the program, you know, the church leading up to the end of this liturgical year with the Feast of Christ the King, these readings that we hear now are talk about that moment, you know, when we leave this life and enter into an eternal life, when we enter into the season of Advent, preparing for not just the celebration of the birth of Christ, but also the uh, remembering that he is going to come again and preparing for that. The time we have here and now is time that is precious. You know, Cheryl and I were talking at breakfast this morning, and she was saying how she, she last night was, I guess something was going on, and, and there was a Facebook thing happening, and she was looking at she like, to spend too much time on Facebook. You know, we have to really start putting things in perspective. The time we're given mustn't be wait, wasted. Take the time we're given and use it to give glory to God in whatever that might, way that might be. But to, to take this time that we have, you know, there's that beautiful reading from Ecclesiastes 3 that was put to music, <laughs> I think made popular mostly by the birds in 1966, uh, the song called Turn, Turn, Turn. There is a season to everything. There is a season. And if you read that and, and, and put our life in proper perspective and in, in how we prioritize things, what are the most important things to us? You know, I remember Father Groeschel, God rest his soul, talking, you know, he worked in the South Bronx, and he said the happiest people he knew, and he knew many, many very, very wealthy people. He would, sometimes when I was beginning my, my journey here, he would call me and tell me who to call. I call this person, tell him I told you to call. He has money. <laughs> but Father Groeschel said the happiest people he knew in his, in his entire life were the poorest people who lived in the South Bronx who had nothing materially, but had everything spiritually, had a, a great grasp of the important things of life and how to live. You know, we can hold on to what we have. You know, we, uh, we store up and we can fill our silos. 
But one night the Lord's going to call us home and say, you fool. You can't take any of that with you. I didn't give it to you to put in a, in a, in a storage bin or a silo to just store up as much as you could. I gave it to you to share, to, 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 to live life in, in, in charity, in charitable works. And, you know, we have to be careful. And especially when it comes to those people who God puts in our life, those who are, most, who are closest to us, our family, our spouse, our children, our siblings, our parents, to appreciate the time we have with them the time given, because that time will come to an end. The time we have together will one day come to an end. And we pray that, of course, we will spend eternity together, but this time on earth is so precious. Take what we have been given by God. Use it for his glory. Live it well. Live it in love and charity and peace and hope and know that we may not have much left. <laughs> so take the day, carpe diem, seize the day, and live it well for the glory of God. Okay, I'm going to have to go. I see the clock is ticking away, and here we go. Boom, the music comes on, and, and I'm on my way out of here. So <laughs> I will be back, God willing, tomorrow. Uh, let's see, tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, uh, but my friends, let's pray for each other. Please pray for domestic church media. As I said, the Radiothon is coming up December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Pray, pray, pray. We need you. We count on you. Uh, have a great rest of your day. Enjoy it. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you. Bye.